0: Welcome to the One Broken Cog
1: Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog, brilliance times 10. Do yourself a favor and head over to our in the media section of onebrokencog.com to check out John's latest published article. And while you're there, you might as well check all of them out. And on that note, PR agencies have grown 30% yearly for the past five years. Now, this is due to the absolute need to keep your company and brand top of mind as your competition will do anything to beat you to the punch. Well, I have received countless emails to results at OneBrokenCog.com asking to hear from a public relations rock star, and my guest today is just that. She's a PR expert and empowerment coach with a passion for coffee, media collaborations, and connection, and she's none other than Ashley Graham. Now, to give you some background on Ashley, she's the founder and creative director of Your Brandista a marketing and PR coach that offers one-on-one consulting, expert media and people relations, online and in-person courses and workshops, and caffeinated brand strategy to help your business get the buzz it deserves. Now, Ashley believes that every brand has a story, and in the competitive landscape of agencies around the world, your brandista is on a mission to break the disconnect and cutthroat agency dynamic in order to create a more holistic, cohesive, and heart-centered approach to branding, communications, and business development And her results have been stellar as she's landed clients in over 100 media outlets and pioneers the growth of businesses and brands worldwide. Ashley, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog podcast.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm excited as well. There's so much demand for your services. We've had so many people reach out asking for a PR pro like yourself. So you're definitely a breath of fresh air and much needed right now. Now, I know that you have a passion for coffee, right? How many cups do you consume on a daily basis?
0: You know, if you were going to ask me a few years ago, I was averaging probably about like two or three, and I really narrowed that down to at least one, maybe one and a half.
1: (laughs) So you're winning Um, yourself off.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's just coffee is great. And, you know, when it comes to like my branding, obviously it's definitely influenced with the coffee brand, but I just think that coffee... It's definitely that driver of bringing people together to sit down over coffee, have good conversations, and that's what PR is. You know, PR is the opportunity to bring influential people together, to have a conversation, to talk about why they're so passionate about what they do, and how they can collaborate and connect with one another to create amazing things together. So obviously coffee is a lifestyle, but coffee definitely is a driver for a lot of people to create amazing things.
1: I love that. You know, I have never had a cup of coffee in my entire life. So uh, maybe at one point I'll do it, right? I'll take the, <laughs> take the plunge and, and try a cup.
0: Well, if you need any recommendations, just let me know and I'll point you in the right direction.
1: Great. So maybe I should just dive in, right? You're 2021, make that one of my uh, New Year's resolutions.
0: Yeah, you know, this is, we're in a, a period of time to really <laughs> uh, try new things and experiment.
1: There you go. Well, Ashley, you've got such a great background. We'd love to hear more about your experience and what led you to step out on your own and form Your Brandista.
0: Yeah. So Your Brandista actually is kind of a secondary brand for me. I initially started with more of a branding and creative agency where I worked with clients on a lot of different branding avenues, whether that was helping them create Their brand messaging to put on their website as well as helping them set up their websites to work in the way that it's going to be creative on the user's end, um, which filters into, you know, social media strategy, the type of content that you're putting out there, which PR was kind of the last piece of that funnel and over the years in the business, I just really honed in more on the PR side because I think myself as a person and my personality is definitely more of the publicist, where it's, you know, being that spokesperson or that cheerleader for the people that I'm connecting with because I'm such a supporter, I'm such an advocate for people. And when I meet somebody and I hear their story, I'm one of those people where I get immersed into that story and that is essentially what a publicist is, is you put yourself in other people's shoes to kind of live through their shared experiences and you find commonalities. And so that's kind of where I was led into starting Your Brandista, which is, you know, still... Connected to that creative and the branding approach because the brand to me is more of the emotional connection that you can make with somebody on the business end, whatever it is that you're offering. And... Yeah, your brandista is just a, it's a derivative of myself. It's my personality, but honing in on still the brand messaging and the storytelling aspect. So that's kind of how your brandista came to play. And I think a lot of your listeners and yourself as an individual and as an individual in your business, you know, you go through pivots and you find what works and what doesn't. And your brandista is a byproduct of what I found, what really works and works well.
1: That's wonderful. I love the name. What was the inspiration for it? How did you come up with it?
0: Yeah, well, so bringing back that coffee element, my initial brand was called Brandesso, which was a connection of two words branding and espresso. And that, you know, I can tell you all of the different taglines and different. Uh, correlations of words that I put together, but like caffeinated branding and caffeinating content and caffeinated publicity, um, so your brandista is still kind of following that same brand aesthetic, but it 's more so unique to the influence and the person which is myself and so brandista is a contradiction of words such as brandista or branding and barista <laughs> so that 's kind of how that how that came to play.
1: Nice. It was really catchy. Now, as far as your brandista, is it a wide variety of PR services uh, or is there a specific focus and specialty that you bring to the table?
0: Yeah. So there's definitely specialties when it comes to the core offering. And so thinking about PR and running high level PR campaigns for, for clients and those who want that extra buzz in their business, I offer a done-for-you package, which is essentially where you're handing that over to the publicist to kind of manage all of the media list, work on the campaigns, create all the pitches, do all the tracking, all of the like hands-on approach of what a publicist would need to do for a client. But where I also found some, I guess you would say, some inspiration is also offering more of that consultation support, And so in conjunction with offering done-for-you services to clients, I also handle more of that coaching and consulting where I'm, again, kind of that cheerleader for my clients. It's a little bit more hands-off as they are more required to follow plans and education of how I lead them into beginning to run their own PR campaigns. But the offering has just come down to offering different types of support to different types of brands or individuals who are looking to either elevate their pre-existing PR uh, recognition or they want to get into the beginning stages of what it takes to start a PR campaign.
1: I love the fact that you talk about caffeinating your client's story. It's very, very catchy. Maybe you can give us an example of this because we have a lot of people that have been writing into us asking for a recommendation for PR and they really have no idea what they're doing. They've tried it themselves and they failed. Maybe you can give us a solid example of this and why it's so important for people to utilize a PR professional versus going out on their own.
0: So I think a good starting point to that, especially why I use that fun, catchy word of caffeinating. And so when you think about it from the physical sense is, you know, somebody drinks coffee or they drink some form of energy drink to feel a sense of aspirations or motivation. And so, you know, with the branding and what I bring to the table is I am a very passionate person, almost multi-passionate to a fault, But, you know, I think when it comes to creative work or it comes down to collaboration, you need to be working with somebody who is as excited about the work as you are. And so my clients, obviously, they're extremely passionate about their businesses, about their brands, or else they would not be in the position to offer that message or that value to their audiences. And so when they're looking to bring somebody on board, you need to also be in alignment with what their passions are, where they want to go. Um, it needs to be a collaborative effort. And so, yeah, I think it it goes down to thinking about the the caffeinated part. It's just like you need to work with somebody who is still at high level or at the same level as you are.
1: Oh, I love that. It's fantastic. Now, tell me about the state of the traditional agency model. A lot of people are shifting away from this. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the fact that a lot of them are cutthroat, they use cutthroat techniques. How is your approach different from the traditional agency model?
0: Yeah. So I I can only speak from what I've noticed. And I think, and especially when it comes down to that statement of kind of breaking through that cutthroat agency dynamic is there there's different parts and so i'll try to be as um consecutive in covering all of those but from what i've noticed or what i've seen or experienced is some agencies still live by that press release rule and you know you write a consecutive press release you get it out on the newswire and you kind of see what sticks and i don't know if there's necessarily still a strategy that's correlated with that press release distribution But what my focus is, is more so of that digital content realm. And I don't know if you or your audiences have heard about the PESO model, but the PESO model really breaks down how different forms of content build that credibility and that authoritative piece, whether that's an entity of a business or an individual. And so the word PESO is it's paid media, earned media, shared media, and owned media. And so it's all forms of different content, whether that's the blog articles that you write on your website, your e-newsletters that you're sending out, the content that you're putting out on social media. If you're adding advertisement to those campaigns, that's all different types of media that correlates into building the credibility and the authority. And media relations and PR is part of that, that puzzle of Putting all different types of media together to, again, come down to that authority piece. And so going back to my process, and I think what makes me different or unique is it's taking that model, following it to the way that makes the brand or the client unique to themselves. So they all work simultaneously together, but it's like, how can you follow a model that others are following, but making it unique to your own? And so I don't follow the traditional press release sense. I follow more of pitching. So writing very unique pitches on behalf of my clients and finding opportunities that are more modern to the type of content that's circulating.
1: That's wonderful. What do you think, Ashley, is the number one hottest trend in PR for 2020? Now, it may not be the most effective, right? But what's the most popular method in
0: 2020? I... The top three that come to mind, and this is definitely more on the digital side. And so podcasts like this is a vertical for publicists. So finding clients... Um, opportunities to be interviewed on podcasts has grown substantially over the last three-plus years, and I foresee that growing even more because it's not so much of following a standardized press release of like, hey, here's what the campaign is, here's what's included, but it's more conversational, and it's unique to the actual perspective of the person that's being interviewed. And so in conjunction with that is live shows or live streaming on social media. It's, it's still that publicity factor because it's all media and the conversations there, but it's not just auditory, it's auditory and you're able to actually see the faces of the two people who are coming together to collaborate on that piece. So those two, I think, are just going to grow even more substantially than what they have, because more eyeballs are on the screen because of 2020. And, you know, with the current social and economical climate, I we don't really know exactly when that's going to change. So any type of digital media right now, I think is just going to grow substantially. And then in the third to those points is any type of speaking opportunity or working on workshops that bring that education and that exclusivity of what the brand or the business specializes in and targets different types of audiences.
1: That's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Engagement and education go hand in hand for PR for sure. Where do you see, if you could put your forecasting hat on, where do you see PR heading into 2021? You see any changes or just maybe amplifying what we've been doing in 2020?
0: I think from the type of media I, w- and this maybe isn't a direct forecast, but it's maybe where I would love to see the type of media going is focusing more on, I just think that the media needs to be hum- humified a bit. And I don't even know if that's like the right word to say, but I think in 2020, we have been presented with very difficult ways of connecting to one another. And the media is one thing that we soak up on a consistent basis. And whether that's you're active on social media as a brand or as a consumer, we're uh, we're just soaking in a lot of types of opinions, personalities. And if we wanted to make a shift in the way that consumers or audiences are connecting or corresponding with the type of media, it needs to be more relatable.
1: No, definitely. I agree 100%. Now, we talked to a lot of marketing companies here, and a lot of them have been saying that their clients have had unrealistic expectations. And a lot of times in those first initial meetings, this hasn't been discussed. And obviously the results come back in and they're not satisfied because they have misconceptions or assumptions about what PR would produce or marketing would produce. What are some common misconceptions or assumptions that clients have about PR? And what do you think is a proper expectation?
0: <laughs> so the, the one... The one thing that comes to mind is thinking that PR is an immediate thing to obtain. And I think this, this is just kind of where we have become as a society is a lot of people have developed the mentality of instant gratification. And then when you're really thinking about PR from a healthy, holistic perspective is PR is not an instant gratification game. It is something that you want to have the mindset of thinking long-term because there's only so much results and recognition that you can garnish or attract in a short period of time. But if you really want to be a go-getter and you really want to be known as the expert in your space, you have to think, of your long-term PR goals the same way as you think about your business goals. And so that's probably the first misconception is PR is not a short-term strategy. It's something that needs to be thought about in the long, the long haul.
1: No, definitely. Absolutely. And people really need to understand that, right? When they're seeking out a PR professional to work with or a marketing company for that matter. Speaking of marketing and PR, you'd think they go hand in hand, right? But I read a stat recently that only 19% of PR and marketing companies contribute to any type of marketing strategy together. So brands are willing to hire PR experts to help them, but they don't integrate them into their marketing plans. But another stat is 80% of PR professionals and marketers believe the future is digital storytelling. So they can, they're in complete agreement there. So have you seen actually a lack of alignment between marketing and PR and have you experienced this and why do you think that this is? You
0: know, from, from my experience, i And again, I don't know if I'm necessarily looking at the right things or not, but I don't necessarily see a complete disconnect between the two. And I will say that I do agree with um, digital marketing and PR becoming that digital story environment. And I think that both of them need to be looked at exactly that. And. I don't want to get like too off topic here, but I just think that if we were to look at marketing as a direct reflection of PR and vice versa, the two of them can work simultaneously with each other. And when it comes to my own publicity campaigns with my clients, as well as my own personal brand, I do look at those as kind of the same, the same thing. So to give you an example, you know, when it comes to creating Content on social media, whether that's Instagram Reels, TikToks, whatever out, whatever verticals out there, because there's so many accounts now that you can have different types of strategy with. If you go in with the mindset that your content that you're creating is a publicity factor or a publicity driver for you, that's kind of where the connection comes down to. And I always, I always say this that. You know, your, your social media posts should be many copies of your, your PR pitches or your press releases, if you will.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I love that. Yeah. We always talk about on the show, a lack of alignment between departments and you, you would figure that marketing and PR would be completely aligned, right? Because they're looking to drive the same end result. Now I know you go on record and say your favorite social media channel is Instagram and it's many people's favorite channel. Do you think there's anyone that would not benefit from advertising on Instagram? Is that for just for specific type of businesses or is it a catch-all?
0: I, that really comes down to strategy and the type of creativity that you're willing to put in to the account itself. And so I, I mean, if you are a lifestyle coach or if you are a woman entrepreneur, I'm just going to throw out a different a, d- a few different names or if you're a real estate agent, or if you are an attorney, I think if you were to really think about the emotional factor or the trust factor of what you can build with not only your audience, but your potential client, you can do that in a creative way where it shows your credibility, but then also your personality. And so talking about humifying, you know, media, it really comes down to it's like, how can you wear your heart on your sleeve a little bit to be like, Hey, this is who I am in my authentic form. And this is why you need to work with me because, you know, there's just no there's no BS at the end of the day.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, actually, I know your word of the year has been transformation for 2020. You know, how have you transformed your business and yourself this year? you can do kind of a retrospective of the year in review.
0: Oh, <sighs> there's a lot <laughs> to even say to them. I feel, and I mean, I went into 2020 with the word transformation without even really understanding what transformation was going to look like for me. And I think a lot of people went into this year having an identifier of what they thought this year was going to be, and everyone was completely blindsided. But in the beginning of the year, transformation for me was how I wanted to transform, not only just like in the business, but how I wanted to transform as a person. And call that, you know, manifestation. (laughs) But there's just been like a different, a lot of different ways that I've transformed as a person, both in the business and as just a person this year without even really understanding the extremities of what that was going to look like. And I mean, I recently went through a relocation. I moved from one city to another where I didn't really have a network, didn't really have family or friends in the area. And it was basically leading off of blind faith and leading with a feeling. I thought I was a little crazy in the beginning. I was like, who would move during a pandemic? But, you know, sometimes you have to kind of lead with faith and knowing that whatever new beginnings or horizons are just waiting for you if you're willing to uh, make the jump. So
1: Great. And how's it worked out for you? you happy?
0: Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> it's still very new. So there's still a lot to experience and learn, but it's, it's been very positive.
1: There you go. I love that. Now, have you thought of next year's favorite word yet? Or is it too early to go there?
0: Ooh, actually, I just thought about this yesterday and I'm not exactly too sure if this is my word But the one that keeps coming up for me is clarity because I feel that I have transformed again in the business and as a person that I want 2020 to be a year of clarity, that there's no wavering thought of other options, whether that is course correcting in the business or course correcting in life, that I have made all the jumps and I've made the decisions to get me to where I am now, that next year is going to be nothing but clarity and knowing that the path is set up for success.
1: That's wonderful. Now, speaking of next year, actually, I hear that you're adding empowerment coaching to your suite of services. What led to the decision to go that route?
0: (laughs) In full transparency, I am working with a transformational coach right now, which I, I definitely owe a lot to her. She's helped me work with so many different emotional blockages and things that have come up because of the pandemic and a lot of the uncertainty that lies with What we've all experienced this year. And this is a a client that I've worked with in the past and she's become a really good friend and a really good support uh, mentor for me. But she has always perceived me as being this woman who offers confidence and empowerment to others. And I think that that's just a direct reflection of her experience with me. And she's been really kind of guiding me through this thought process of kind of stepping into more of that confidence and empowerment coaching. And it makes sense because when it comes to putting yourself on camera or getting on a podcast or getting on a live show or any type of media, really, there's a level of confidence that, you know, if there's going to be crickets and you get on a live, you know, you're confident enough to like your, your message is still of value regardless of who's listening or who's tuning in. And so yeah, it just really comes down to maybe helping other people empower their message, regardless of external factors. So, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> it's great. Still, it's still it's still a new uh, territory for me, but it's something that I am building towards. You know, every single day, and I feel really good about offering that avenue to my services or to my focus in 2021 because again coming down to that personality of a publicist we are cheerleaders for the people that we work with and the people that we're connected to and that's what empowerment is is you empower others to see their gifts to see their their benefits and how they can be you know a person of influence in whatever avenue or whatever uh, journey that they want to embark on.
1: No, it's exciting, and I know it 's kind of a natural transition for you because you 've been somewhat doing that with your clients that are that have been PR clients you 've been helping them with PR but you 've also been kind of an empowerment coach because you can see exactly what they 're struggling with what they 're going through and they 've trusted you to you know share those struggles with you along the way, which is great now there's an interesting stat I read actually, and it says it 's a, a stat from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it says that women hold seventy three percent of public relations management jobs, which is very interesting, right? Why do you think women are so effective at PR?
0: (laughs) Well, one, I also think that men can be very effective and very successful in PR. And yes, maybe it's just not as common. But if I was going to say one reason as to why I think women just naturally flourish in that position is it's almost in our DNA to want to connect to other people on on an emotional level and I don't want to like dissect that too much but I think it's just again like women can naturally put themselves in other people's shoes to again live that shared experience based off of commonality of what their what their experience has been or again any type of similarity between that story. And again, I'm not trying to say that men don't have that ability, but I think it is just more common on a genetic level that women are just natural givers and they're more of that nurturer.
1: Ashley, it's been phenomenal. Great information. Have, have had a great time. Any last words of wisdom, any best practice? anything you'd like to share with our audience before we wrap up?
0: Yeah, I just think I'm going to just speak. If anybody's, in the position of wanting to maybe get their mindset in the right place of starting to think about PR or putting themselves in the spotlight, is do one thing that feels good to you. And I You know, I've mentioned this a few times, like in the past in different types of content and live streams that it's like, if you can do one thing to start getting yourself in a PR role is like getting on camera, share a story about yourself on live video, or you can just even pre-record a video and put that out there. Yes, that is distributed on social media, but the message and the benefit and the value behind it is definitely PR and publicity worthy. That's what wonderful.
1: I I love it. Fantastic. Now, actually, one last question. It's a personal question. Just to get to know you just a little bit better, you're going to be on an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be?
0: Okay, one movie, one book, and one album. You got it. Okay, let's see. Okay, the one book – that I'm going to say I would bring is The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz, hands down one of my favorite books to this day. Actually, I love his entire collection, but that's probably the one that I love the most. Nice. The movie, (laughs) and I'm just going to say this because it's up on the website, is probably Frozen 2. Um, I think that movie is incredible when talking about a woman's journey of self-discovery. And so I think that movie is fantastic. I'd probably bring that one, let alone the music's great. And then the album would be...
1: The Frozen 2 soundtrack? No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) Well, no, because I'd already have it with the movie. That's true. (laughs) Okay. So the third... Oh, man, and I listen to so much music, different types of uh, music, so this would be difficult. I would probably say, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I'd probably bring an ABBA soundtrack with me.
1: (laughs) Nice, okay. Great, Swedish pop, you can't go wrong, huh? (laughs) Great, and I am Swedish, so, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness, that's perfect. That's alignment right there.
1: There you go. Ashley, it's been wonderful. How do people get in touch with you, connect with you and your brandista?
0: Yeah, so you can essentially find me at yourbrandista.com or you can find me on Instagram. Again, that is my favorite platform. So you can find me there at your Brandista. Say hello. I always love connecting with other people online and that's how you can find me.
1: Wonderful, Ashley. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Let's stay connected and definitely keep up the good work.
0: Thank you so much for this opportunity. And it was lovely chatting with you. My pleasure. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.